Good morning and welcome to the Inclusive Voice. I'm your host, Pam McElvain. Ooh, what a brisk Saturday morning. Of course, I said that last week, but at least it's a little better this week and it's not below zero. So, you know, there's been so much that's been going on in current events that I wanted to remind our listeners about why we're doing our new segment on diversity news. Just, I don't know if I shared the goals with you. So what we wanted to really do is create awareness, you know, bring awareness to current event topics and initiatives that's going on. And we really want to link and tie them to diversity, equity, and inclusion. Some folks say and belonging, both though, not just the workplace, but also in the community, also where we are. We, we want people to have a better understanding of how the uh, the acronyms DEI are really linked and tied to human equity and culture and real life things. And then our intent is to educate and inform the audience. We want to inform you so that you can have information to share with those in your communities, those within your groups, as people are dismissing the intent and the actual meaning of what a DEI is. So the diversity news segment, our team felt was a good way to connect what's happening in our current events and then lie, just real life, uh, tie real life things to what's going on in our world around us. So most recently, as we all know, last week, you know, Iowa's caucus presented the first chance for voters to weigh in on the Republican presidential candidates. And as the news announced this morning, former President Trump looks like he's going to be the um, the Republican uh, uh, representative. But that's not what I want to talk about. I really want to talk about President Biden, how he was not president at the Iowa caucus, and, and he declined to appear on the ballot in New Hampshire after the, um, you know, the Granite State refused to accept his dem is is demotion. So, but the allies in the state eventually stepped in and they wrote in, you know, they did a write-in effort of Biden, which supported, you know, the top Democrats there. And it generated the kind of grassroots energy that President Biden hasn't even materialized in other states yet. But, but the purpose, you know, um, the Biden campaign's current strategy, you know, they're trying to focus on state caucuses, which better represent the American people. And for me, what this aligns with is an example of how a leader is showing inclusive leadership and modeling the behavior from the top. And that's what, you know, take politics aside, but, but that's what President Biden is doing, and he has done in his entire administration. So when you think about, you know, just a couple of the top initiatives that come to mind for me, like in 2021, the executive order in advancing racial equity in support for underserved communities. So through the federal government, for example, direct federal agencies to evaluate whether their policies, you know, are producing racially inequitable results when implemented and to make the necessary changes to ensure underserved communities are properly supported. So not only, you know, was Biden supporting, President Biden supporting this and, and driving this initiative through the government, this is what corporations and large organizations are doing to, to manifest and tie in underrepresented populations and communities that that buy their consumer products and services, or they're the patients 
um, in the healthcare industry. So, you know, these are the people that we're trying to, you know, uplift around us. And also in 2021, President Biden released the executive order um, 140.35 on diversity, equity, and inclusion and accessibility in the federal workforce. This executive order seeks to create a government-wide initiative to promote diversity, equity, and inclusion and accessibility. And so when you think about accessibility and persons with disability, that's the largest workforce in the world, not just the United States. Persons with disability represent 35% of our population. So although only 19% of them are employed today, so when you, in the workforce that is. So when you think about you know, diversity and the dimensions of diversity, this is what President Biden was modeling, was ensuring policies that were in place were aligning to make sure all people were represented, represented and respected equally. And so then just real quickly, the last thing before we go to break and bring our guest on, uh, President Biden also announced the actions um, to promote educational opportunity and diversity in colleges and universities, which is, you know, what our, our Supreme Court, for whatever reason, was taking away opportunities. So President Biden's 23 initiative was bringing back some of those opportunities and possibilities for Pete, for people um, underrepresented to, to gain education. And then 2023, believe it or not, the Biden administration released the first ever report on diversity in the federal government. So I just felt it was important, while yes, we all have our own political beliefs and positioning, but to understand how diversity, equity, inclusion in politics, is it's a real thing until when you're talking about people that represent different cultures, different economic statuses, and different places. So now with that, Thank you for staying with me and hearing what I had to say around diversity news. We're going to go to commercial break and come back with our special guest to talk to you about, hey, what is the view from the top? What is going on with our CEOs in the workforce? Breakthroughs aren't just for medical journals. They're to help people hold their grandbabies for the first time. Expertise isn't just for awards or recognition. It can be what gives people the best chance to walk again. At the Freighter and the Medical College of Wisconsin Health Network, people are the driving force behind everything we do. So we never lose sight of what's important. And we never forget who it's for. Because in the end, we're people helping people. That means every breakthrough, every clinical study, every interaction is to help people like you, your family, and your neighbors be the best they can be. We do everything possible because we see everything possible in you. To find out how compassion motivates world-class care, visit Freighter.com. From emails that get no response, to improper billing and shipping, to inventory mistakes, waste can be an expansive, encompassing problem. With a track record of success that includes over $7 billion in successful projects, Bold Business has been helping clients over two decades. Whether you seek to enhance the performance of current anti-waste and waste initiatives, reduce reputational damage in the face of heightened public scrutiny, or simply safeguard cost efficiency, 
Bold Business has the answers. Check out boldbusiness.com for more information. At UPMC, we believe care goes beyond our walls and into our communities. That's why we support organizations and individuals who help people prosper by giving them skills and training for employment, including right here at UPMC. Because life-changing is providing people a chance to grow. Learn more at upmc.com slash community impact. UPMC, life-changing medicine. Welcome back um, to the Inclusive Voice. I'm Pam McElvain, your host. I have with me my special guest, Karen Posey. She's the CEO and managing partner of KP Strategies, and we'll talk about that a little bit more. But right now, I want to welcome Karen. So, Karen, thank you for joining me this morning. Thanks for having me, Pam. And, you know, the one thing I like to do, Karen, is ask folks, you know, what do you do to keep yourself well, at both physically and mentally? And it's not just a post-COVID question. Now it's a lifestyle question. Yeah, no, thanks. I, um, I do a lot. I'm a mind-body-spirit woman, so I do a lot of, um, we hike, we ski this time of year. Um, we walk every day at least three miles. And... Uh, uh, love to cycle in the summer. So really watch what we, uh, not only activity-wise, uh, make sure that we're constantly active, but also watch uh, what we eat. Wow, that's that's great. I, I actually enjoy those things too. I'm not a yogi, you know, I might do a little bit, but <laughs> that's great. So what, you know, what possessed you to, you know, to be so healthy um, and intentional about your wellness? Thanks for asking. You know, I was probably in my mid thirties when my mother was diagnosed with breast cancer. And then two days or two years later, my father was diagnosed with prostate cancer. And I just knew that, you know, they were always active people as well, but I just knew that I had to do, um, extra things to, um, ensure my longevity and, you know, to prevent some of these chronic illnesses. So I changed the trajectory of my life from there. Wow. Wow. So so what what was it that, you know, influenced you so much when you talk about chronic illnesses? Uh, just, you know, seeing what my parents went through and um, just actually seeing other folks around. So I started doing a ton of research and really realized um, that what, you know, the, the food choices that we have out there aren't necessarily good for us. They might taste good, but they're not good for us. And uh, the more I researched, um, the more committed I became, really. Yeah, you know, good for you. Um, I, I kind of had a similar experience. My, you know, my family, my grandmother's from the South, being from the South, they, they cooked with a lot of salt. And then I knew that um, hypertension and high blood pressure was a big, a big thing in our community. So in my 20s, I removed salt from my diet, um, which was kind of crazy. It was kind of interesting, right? <laughs> because I was even pretty bland <laughs> from, that, <laughs> from that perspective. But thank you. So where are you calling us in from? Where are you calling from? Denver, Colorado. Oh my, can you actually see the, the, the mountain, the, the snow on the tip of the mountains, like in the movies? I sure can. No, we love it out here. Yeah, it's uh, it is definitely my happy place. Uh, well, I'll call you anytime that I come through. 
<laughs> you do that, Pam. We're happy to host you anytime. <laughs> Absolutely. I just love Denver. I do. So many reasons. So, you know, thank you again for, for joining me, calling us in from the West Coast. It's happy. Um, and to have you, um, someone really, you know, has committed to, to being in the space of helping others. Let me just ask you this just real quickly. This is off topic. But one of the things we just um, introduced a, a few weeks ago was a new segment called Diversity News. And my intent and purpose for doing this is I wanted to connect people to, you know, to the real life situations that were occurring in, you know, in the world and how diversity, equity and inclusion is, is just a part of, you know, our normality. You know, it's part of our normal and it's not some separate thing, but it's a part of what we do. So I wanted to, you know, link it to current events and see and help people see how it shows up. Be it controversial or not, be you political or not, but just so you can be aware and make some informed decisions. What are, you, what are your thoughts about that? I think that's fantastic because, you know, the one thing I'm really learning is uh, just through reading and um, talking with others is a lot of us, whether we know it or not, have so many un unconscious biases and we need to, you know, learn what they are and figure out how we can overcome some of those biases and be more open minded. You know, a lot of it's just either how we were raised or just the environment we were in. There's a lot of reasons for it. Um, it's not an excuse, but I think awareness, it's, you know, is, is the first step. You know, thank you. So well said. You know, you know, and you know, people don't think about right their own biases or or inherent prejudices and stereotypes. Those are things that we may not mean to be, you know, rude or mean, but but are in some cases. And where we can be aware of it and be intentional about how we respect and treat others is most important. So thank you for sharing that. Sure. So let's just, you know, talk a little bit about you. So where did you grow up and where did you go to school? I want folks to understand, you know, a little bit about, you know, who is Karen Posey? Plus, I like your last name. <laughs> <laughs> well, I grew up in the Midwest um, in warm and sunny Dayton, Ohio. So I'm a Midwestern gal at heart and, uh, you know, it's beautiful there, uh, but it's, you know, it, it rains a lot to, to get that beauty. And, you know, this time of year, I know it's, you know, a little cloudy from time to time, right? You, you get those summer blues or, or the winter blues. So. Oh, okay. So that's great. You know, so our Midwestern primary audience are going to love that being WCPT 820 AM Chicago Progressive Talk. So that's cool. Hey, we're talking to a homegirl. <laughs> that's so, right. So where'd you go to school? Uh, went to um, uh, Capital University in Columbus, Ohio. Okay. So how did you get to uh, Denver? Uh, the, the, the Denver move is a recent one. We've only been out here two years. This is, uh, we had a longer term plan. This is where we're eventually going to retire in the next, you know, seven years. But we wanted to, to get out here and, and start okay. enjoying the weather now. Okay, so then we're really talking to a homegirl. Okay, you know, oh, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a native, I'm a native Californian. So, you know, I was, you know, bringing some connection there. But Okay, it's going to be the, the Midwest. 
Well, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing. I appreciate, um, you know, you sharing with us, you know, where you grew up. I think it's important for folks to, you know, kind of understand, um, you know, kind of where our guest. And one of the things that I was excited about talking to you is the work, you know, that you do um, with leaders, which I'll tell you, sometimes trying to work with leaders um I don't want to say privileged people, but sometimes can be difficult people. You know, I sometimes often ask myself, so, oh, what, what are you doing? How are you, what's happening here? But we're going to take a, a quick commercial break and then we're going to come back and I want to, you know, learn a little bit about, you know, what decided, you know, how you decided to go into KP strategies and what do you actually do there? So we'll be right back right after this commercial break. We believe healthcare should treat the whole person and the whole community. At UPMC, we aim to do just that by partnering with organizations that help bring fresh and healthy food to the people who need it most. Because life-changing is caring for you before you ever walk in our doors. Learn more at upmc.com slash community impact. UPMC, life-changing medicine. From an industry-leading journal and web publication highlighting professionals and best practices to boot camps and conferences featuring noted and accomplished speakers, Diversity MBA is a driving force in diversity, equity, and inclusion education. But Diversity MBA's education push extends beyond the public realm and into the private sector. Thanks to DMBA, enterprises embarking on their DEI journey have access to training webinars, leadership indexes, and more, all of which can help educate and transform a workforce. Embrace DEI. Diversity MBA can help. Visit www.diversitymbamagazine.com for more information. Breakthroughs aren't just for medical journals. They're to help people hold their grandbabies for the first time. Expertise isn't just for awards or recognition. It can be what gives people the best chance to walk again. At the Freighter and the Medical College of Wisconsin Health Network, people are the driving force behind everything we do. So we never lose sight of what's important. And we never forget who it's for. Because in the end, we're people helping people. That means every breakthrough, every clinical study, every interaction is to help people like you, your family, and your neighbors be the best they can be. We do everything possible because we see everything possible in you. To find out how compassion motivates world-class care, visit Freighter.com. So welcome back, everyone, to The Inclusive Voice. I'm Pam McElvain, your host, and here with me, I have Karen Posey, who's the CEO and managing partner of KP Strategies. And Karen, you're also um, a certified woman-owned business in, and the uh, was it Colorado Forum Chair for Women's Business Enterprise Council in the West. Um, so you're very active. Um, as well as, you know, running your own company. Tell us a little bit about, you know, KP Strategies and, and what you do and how you can. Oh, thanks. Yeah, thanks, Pam. Yeah, I really give, I help CEOs do the things that only they can do. 
Um, and most of them are like, well, shoot, what's that? I mean, there's no CEO school out there, right? So I do, you know, really in essence, what I do is I'm a strategic alignment coach. So I help CEOs with organizational design, culture, and talent because candidly that's where it this is the hard stuff this is where everybody goes sideways and you know once i get engaged with the ceo i i then look at their strategic plan um their yearly uh, ops plan and then you know how they are treating their customers and just overall customer experience so i tend to get engaged in those areas and usually when folks call me it's uh, predominantly one to two big challenges they're facing. Either they're growing so rapidly that their operations have fallen behind or they're getting mediocre growth and they really need to figure out how they, you know, how can they get the confidence to make the bold moves to their business to really drive intentional growth. And, and what is strategic alignment? Um, I mean, people may not really understand. What, what does that mean? Yeah, no, happy to share. I, I actually call it, um, you know, look out for the silent killer. And it's when your organization strategic alignment is all about making sure everybody's rowing in the same direction. And in a lot of organizations, the bigger you get, the harder this is. And a lot of it revolves around maybe how your organization might be designed, uh, the culture you have, uh, as well as the talent and just making sure that everyone is, is lined up so that they're all executing to the, the overall strategic plan is so vital. But you know what happens, Pam, it's interesting. You know, a stat for you, over 78% of employees in a lot of organizations, they don't even know what the strategic priorities for the company are. So is there a particular size of companies that you find that to be more true than others? I tend to work with clients, uh, 50 employees and up. So they're, they're traditionally in the middle market. And, you know, I would say some that. of these stats revolve around, you know, the bigger the company, the harder that is, right? For people to really have a, a clear line of sight in the organization from uh, hi, I'm in finance, for example, uh, I'm a financial analyst. How do I align to the overall strategic goals of the company? And what role do I play in helping the company achieve the goals? It's really important. Yeah. No, you have to be very intentional. I believe that because I believe people kind of, you know, they get caught up in their jobs, right? And, and then there's smaller teams and sometimes they forget to connect the bigger strategy. Yeah, so I actually, I believe that stat. It's, it's an overwhelming one, but I, I could see how it's very real. So, I mean, so what, you know, what led you, you know, to, to wanting to do, I mean, this work, I understand being a coach, I'm a master certified coach myself. So I get, you know, what that skill does, but what, um, you know, what, what made you want to actually work with the most senior people in the organizations? Yeah, I, uh, I worked for previous management consulting firm and I did a lot of strategy work for, you know, uh, big tech companies, spent a lot of time in uh, Palo Alto, Sunnyvale, uh, also worked with one of the l largest uh, drug wholesalers uh, in the United States out of Philadelphia. And, you know, I really, based on that strategy work, I saw where there were a lot of challenges. My last corporate role, I worked for 
at the time a $12 billion healthcare payer um, in Ohio. And I was in charge of strategy and consumer experience. And you know, I loved the job, um, but I, uh, candidly, I was spending, um, you know, 70 hours a week, you know, working for the organization, not to get ahead, but just to keep up. And, you know, I looked at that and I really looked at my quality of life and, you know, given what I've already told you as far as, you know, the importance of what a foodie I am and, you know, just um, my quality of life and, and how important uh, mind, body and spirit is to me. I, I'm, I thought to myself, well, shoot, if I'm going to work 70 hours a week, I'm going to work for myself. And so I, I took that opportunity to put out my own shingle. I feel very fortunate uh, yeah. in the Ohio area. I was very well networked um, after, mm -hmm. you know, working in the community all these years. And, um, you know, I people started hearing that I put my shingle out and just based on my it, it, it took off. It took about six months, but it, it took off. That's awesome. You know, it's funny. I'm going to tell you this is funny. This is quote unquote. I mean, you literally stated the same thing I actually said 28 years ago when I decided to go into business. Was working hard oh, my me. gosh. And I said, if I can work this much for somebody else, I can do it for myself. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. She just stated what I said over 20 years ago so that is incredible and that's how it happens i will just say i mean to have that level of expertise already in the you know in your corporate life and then to shift and move into your own business i mean i, I would say you're one of the rare people that actually could take you know what you have become expert in and now make it into your own company and build it out from that i mean that's not something that happens on a regular basis. So when you, um, so kudos to you. First, let me say kudos and congratulations to you for being able to do that. Thank you. But when you're, um, you know, as a consultant, you know, on strategic organizational alignment with companies, what, you know, why is, do you, do you see um, organizational alignment so important uh, within mid-sized organizations as, as we know it happens in larger organizations, but why do you think in mid-sized and smaller organizations it's as much of a business imperative regardless of the size? It's it is, you know, it's really important because um, I find specifically in the middle market, you've got a leadership team. You know, when I first start working with CEOs, I say, tell me about your leadership team. And they, of course, rave about them. And I'm like, would you consider them a high performance team? And they're like, yeah. And I, I'm like, OK. So I get in there and I start working with the CEO and the leadership team. And I'm like, you know, I start asking questions about one position or another. And he's he or she, the CEO will say to me, well, yeah, you know, that's kind of been something I've been work in progress and whatnot. So bottom line is I, I haven't found a CEO yet that has what I consider high performance leadership team. And I, I'm not just boasting. Um, um, I guess what also gave me the confidence to open my own business is because based on the various journeys I was in with various corporate roles, I was recognized four different times for my in four different companies um, for my high performance leadership. And so it, leadership plays a key role here. And, you know, there's a lot of stats out there. I was very fortunate. I was um, uh, in a leadership role at 28 and at the time. 
there was a lot of leadership training and I was absolutely wrapped around um, the organization, wrapped their arms around me and gave me just a ton of leadership training, experience, how to hire people. And what I, as I get into companies, I'm seeing a lot of leaders have never had training. And so it's hard to be aligned in an organization and drive alignment if leaders aren't even sure, first and foremost, okay, you're the COO, you're the CEO, you know, the C-suite. One of the biggest things I talk to each one of them about is what are you doing? You know, what are the things that only you can do? And do you have time to do them? And excuse me, with one of my clients, I've even met with each of their executive assistants and I've been coaching them because if they yeah. can't man, if they're not surrounding their self themselves with people that understand what drives energy, what depletes their energy and, and, and they're not able to manage their personal time. Well, that all plays a huge part in alignment because if they're not working with their teams on how they align to the strategic plan, then what ends up happening in a lot of companies is their to-do becomes their inbox. And that's when you know you're in big trouble. Yeah, that's good. Um, That's really good because, and that is so true. I think oftentimes people don't realize that, you know, they undervalue the executive assistant or executive coordinator and say, oh yeah, I put all this in, you know, someone's in Pam's hands because she'll schedule me up. But no, the reality is she's, or he, they have to really make sure the rest of the organization, you know, is in sync with what they're asking from that leader as they're, whether they schedule, position, or what have you. But you're absolutely right. That's an excellent point. But we're going to take a quick break here. We're going to go to commercial break. We'll be right back with you with our entrepreneur extraordinaire, our power woman here who's coaching the power brokers in this world. And we'll be right back after this commercial break. Breakthroughs aren't just for medical journals. They're to help people hold their grandbabies for the first time. Expertise isn't just for awards or recognition. It can be what gives people the best chance to walk again. At the Freighter and the Medical College of Wisconsin Health Network, People are the driving force behind everything we do. So we never lose sight of what's important. And we never forget who it's for. Because in the end, we're people helping people. That means every breakthrough, every clinical study, every interaction is to help people like you, your family, and your neighbors be the best they can be. We do everything possible because we see everything possible in you. To find out how compassion motivates world-class care, visit Freighter.com. Everyone's talking about diversity, equity, and inclusion. Let Diversity MBA Media bring you up to speed on the discussion. With benchmarking services that help enterprises gauge and expand the diversity of their workforces, to fresh, insightful, deep dive articles on the Diversity MBA website, CEO Pam Mickelvane leverages years of experience and some of the foremost thought leaders on diversity, equity, and inclusion to spread the DEI message and curate content that educates and enlightens. 
In addition, Diversity MBA Media hosts annual conferences that bring together speakers from all across the DEI spectrum with thousands of virtual attendees learning industry best practices from a wide range of perspectives. Check out Diversity MBA Media, join the diversity, equity, and inclusion movement, and be a part of the discussion. www.diversitymbamagazine.com At UPMC, we believe care goes beyond our walls and into our communities. That's why we support organizations and individuals who help people prosper by giving them skills and training for employment, including right here, at UPMC, because life-changing is providing people a chance to grow. Learn more at upmc.com slash community impact. UPMC, life-changing medicine. Welcome back. I'm Pam McElvain, your host on The Inclusive Voice. Looks like it's a little more... You know, not so chilled outside. I'm a little, I'm a little excited. I might be taking a walk today, and we have with us, bearing out of Great Denver, Colorado, <laughs> Karen Posey, sharing with us, you know, your your best self as a leader, what you can do, and so with that, Karen, um, you know, what are a couple of the top ways companies can move, um, you know, strategy alignment leadership development among their team to the forefront? I mean, how do you, you coach them to ensure that they are optimizing um, what they believe their outcomes that they're trying, or what they know what their outcomes they're trying to achieve? How are they? How do you make sure through your coaching that they're optimizing, that they're aligned with their strategy, and that their leaders are getting developed? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I, first of all, want to look at the strategy and that tells me volumes um you know one of the, the i find this a lot pam it's it's actually a, a little uh, scary and a little sad i i when i first meet with the ceo i say hey uh, do you have a strategic plan and you know uh, they'll share it with me and say very proudly yes we hired a, a facilitator and we spent two days as a team and going through and and putting together what we're going to do for the next three years and i'm like okay that's fantastic um as I look at the plan, I said, are you happy with, you know, you, typically my next question is, are you happy with uh, the growth you've had up to now and your growth that you're going to have in the next three years based on this plan? And a lot of times they're like, well, you know, we, we haven't been as happy with our growth currently. And, you know, we're hoping that we're able to achieve this, this plan. Well, when you really pull out, you know, open the covers or, you know, open the the curtains here and get behind the scenes, you know, I really start asking the CEO questions uh, specifically as it relates to, hey, where, did you get any insight from your customers, your employees, your stakeholders? Have you had any competitive intelligence done recently? Because over 65% of CEOs don't have the confidence they need to make the bold moves to their business. Well, the reason they don't is they don't have any of this insight. And this wow. insight is critical. And so, you know, that to me is step one, is we've got to make sure you've got the right plan in place because what you think you need to do and your customers think you need to do is two different things, right? Yeah, and, I and when I say customer insight, it's not at a, what are the feature functions you want to see from us? That's not what I'm talking about. 
I'm talking about strategic insight from your biggest customers at a decision maker level, getting that insight where they see your strengths are, your opportunities, your threats, um, as well as areas you need to improve. And so that you can really put that into a traditional SWOT and look at, all right, where do we need to go? If, if they're lacking in growth, what are those true growth areas? And then taking that and really trying to figure out if they've got true vision clarity. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And that's very powerful when you're talking about these, a true vision clarity. And then how that's modeled within their organization, right? How does that, how does that, how that shows up? Right. Um, not just for their leadership team, but for their workforce. So, and let me ask you this, are you doing coaching? Do you find yourself in the position of doing coaching with today's volatile, um, <laughs> I was going to say external environment um, with so, I mean, because this is, I mean, almost even well in my lifetime, you know, 30, 40 years ago where the country is feeling more and more divided. Are you, are you engaging in some of that kind of, um, you know, conversations with the CEOs that you're working with? 100%. Yeah. Matter of fact, I have a, a webinar I do typically once a quarter and it's three secrets to three CEO secrets to success in uncertain times, because mm -hmm. what CEOs are having to deal with today, to your point is so different than what they had to deal with 10, you know, five, 10, 15 years ago. I mean, even pre pandemic, right? So it's, it, it is the CEO job has always been a lonely job. Now it's even lonelier and, and the stakes are higher because the challenges are so different. Yeah, that's good. So, you know, you just mentioned something to me and I don't want to forget. So where can people go, you know, if they want to learn more or participate in some of this great information and webinars? Yeah, thanks. Uh, they're welcome to go to my website. Everything's out there. It's uh, www.kpstrategies.net. Great. And, and it, that's K as in Kathy, P as in Paul, strategies.net. So that is great. So that's really some good feedback that you, you talked about. And of course, the, you know, the numbers um, that you're sharing is overwhelming. But do you also find yourself while you're talking about just business results and alignment with that, talking to your CEOs about culture? Um, yeah. How, oh, good <laughs> you're filming yeah how, how, and, and the changing pace of the culture right within their own workforces a hundred percent no you're absolutely right pam i mean the you know with the pandemic everybody went virtual now they're trying to figure out hybrid some companies uh, i have a lot of high-tech it companies and a lot of them uh early on either didn't go virtual or were virtual for a short period of time and then have been back full time, everybody in person for quite some time. Uh, you know, as you get into the bigger organizations, of course, with multiple locations, you know, bottom line is we, we're, we're living in a hybrid work environment now and it's yes. significantly affected the culture. There isn't one CEO that I'm working with that says, oh, you know, we have a great culture. Uh, it's it's tough because, you know, when you think about culture, it's it's all about 
you know, shared values, beliefs, behaviors, and norms, right? How and yeah. why things get done in your organization. And there's so many facets to that, but you know, there's really, I kind of have a top 10 list that I work with uh, the CEOs on and, and really help them as they, they try to figure out uh, and, you know, once once they, we get into, all right, let's identify the culture and, and that kind of thing, I'll bring in uh, partners of mine. I mean, I can identify the problems, I can guide the CEO, but uh, I have partners that will do specific culture work. I just know that culture um, really affects alignment and I can identify where the problems are and then bring in the experts to really help them change mm-hmm. their culture because that's it's not an easy thing. No, it's not. It's it's really not. Um, so, and I and I appreciate you having you know that transparent conversation, you know, with the leaders at the very top, so they understand. Because sometimes they don't, they don't quite understand uh, the gaps that exist within the culture. One of the things that um, I noticed, oh, you know, we're getting. Oh my goodness, <laughs> we are getting so close to time. So let me ask you this, B, um, before we wrap up here. What um, advice would you have, regardless of the size of your business, being a person um, that has spent time with organizations and helping them align their strategies, develop their strategies that you would have for anyone in business or going into business that they should think about. I mean, you talk about the top three things that you should think about as a leader in running your own organization. What would you say those are? Yeah, I would definitely say you've got to have vision clarity. And this is very misunderstood. I'm not talking about vision clarity being the number one you know, service company in America or the best or the premier. I'm talking about true vision clarity. When you look at not thinking of your vision from today, but moving yourself to the future, looking at future states saying, where do I want to be in 10 years? And the Mm -hmm. best example is Reed Hastings from former CEO of Netflix. Imagine 20 years ago, Pam, if he had said, we want to be the number one DVD company in America. (laughs) <laughs> they'd be out of business, right? Yeah, yeah, they would. And we know some that are. hundred <laughs> percent. And so, but instead, Reed said, no, and I'm paraphrasing, of course, of course. we want to be the production, you know, the, the, we want to be the, you know, production um, organization working with all the major studios. That's what they wanted to be. And, and you look at Netflix today, it's amazing yeah. what they've done. And that's what I'm talking about, vision clarity. It's really going from a future state, trying to figure out where you want to be in 10 years. So that is first and foremost, when you're starting your own business, if you if you can lean on some friends and help you. But where what do you want to do and where do you want to take your business is so important. And then put a plan to it. Right. That's number two. Put a plan to it and execute on that plan. Now, I will tell you, just like I I do coach um, startups. Uh, I do that in my spare time and because I once ran a med tech startup. And so I'm pretty passionate about that. But, you know, you got to be able to pivot your business and what got you here isn't what's going to get you there. Right. And so you've always got to be looking at um, your business and what you need to do or the people you need to surround yourself with uh, as your business grows that. Uh, look at your weaknesses, really understand who you are and surround yourself with people that 
their strengths are your weaknesses, right? Yeah. Um, so that you can continue to grow and thrive. And you and and the best advice I try to give CEOs or anybody starting their business is that you need to surround yourself with people that aren't gonna say yes to everything you say. You need Absolutely. people that are gonna challenge you and stretch you and help you grow. Because any CEO I know even today that are running you know, hundreds of million, you know, 500,000 uh, or 500, uh, uh, $500,000 business or, uh, uh, you know, I'm working with two that are $2 billion businesses. I, their CEOs are amazing because they're always looking for ways they can improve their organization. Yeah. And that's yeah. what makes them successful. You know, thank you for that. That was just so, so very comprehensive overview. And I appreciate that. And as a, you know, CEO myself of a small business, I absolutely believe everything and agree with everything that you stated. And had I had some of this type of coaching early on, it, you know, there might have been some pitfalls and, and barriers, obstacles I might have been able to leap over versus, you know, just slide through. I can just leap over. But thank you for the work you do. Thank you for your commitment to helping others others because it takes you know leaders like yourself that have these skills to go out and continue to do the work um, so that we can sustain um, in, in a better world. So I appreciate you and I appreciate your time this morning uh, for joining us, calling us in from the West Coast. Um, so with that, you know, stay healthy and um, everyone in the, our audience, go to www.kpstrategies.net for more information and particularly the three top secrets of being a CEO. Hey, Pam, thank you so much for having me. Uh, really enjoyed talking to you. Every time we talk, we uh, always go over because I just I have so much fun um, just bantering back and forth with ideas and, and, and the work I'm doing with CEOs. And for any of your listeners, if they're interested in the middle market, if they're a CEO and they want to be in a cohort of 10 to 15 CEOs, I uh, am having a CEO accelerator this fall. It's a six month program where not only the CEO, but one of their key lieutenants can sit in and um, by the end they walk away with their three-year strategic plan their yearly operations plan we have a mini mastermind uh, once a quarter and they get monthly one-on-one -on -one coaching with me and they can find out all that information on my website as well so thank you so much for having me it's been such a pleasure uh, talking back and forth with you this morning and uh, look forward to more to come absolutely so this is this is been very great. Um, as you guys have heard, you can actually go sign up right now today for those of you that really want to hone in your skills. But even more importantly, you are able to hear, you know, from one of our experts in our leadership community on how you can navigate and really be successful with your own organization. So I'm going to say, you know, call off. I'm your host, Pam McElvain of the Inclusive Voice. I'll be with you next week. You can go to diversitymbamagazine.com and give us any of your food for thought. And while you're there, shift over to go to kpstrategies.net. We'll see you all next week. We believe healthcare should treat the whole person and the whole community. At UPMC, we aim to do just that by partnering with organizations that help bring fresh and healthy food to the people who need it most. Because life-changing is caring for you before you ever walk in our doors. Learn more at upmc.com slash community impact. UPMC, life-changing medicine.
the world is embracing a remote, globalized, and diverse workforce. Is your organization prepared when it comes to understanding all the nuances of diversity? Diversity MBA can help. From an industry-leading journal and web publication highlighting professionals and best practices, to boot camps and conferences featuring noted and accomplished speakers, Diversity MBA is a driving force in diversity, equity, and inclusion education. Check out diversitymbamagazine.com and take the first step towards transforming your organization. Breakthroughs aren't just for medical journals. They're to help people hold their grandbabies for the first time. Expertise isn't just for awards or recognition. It can be what gives people the best chance to walk again. At the Freighter and the Medical College of Wisconsin Health Network, people are the driving force behind everything we do. So we never lose sight of what's important. And we never forget who it's for. Because in the end, we're people helping people. That means every breakthrough, every clinical study, every interaction is to help people like you, your family, and your neighbors be the best they can be. We do everything possible because we see everything possible in you. To find out how compassion motivates world-class care, visit Freighter.com. Everyone's talking about diversity, equity, and inclusion. Let Diversity MBA Media bring you up to speed on the discussion. With benchmarking services that help enterprises gauge and expand the diversity of their workforces, to fresh, insightful, deep dive articles on the Diversity MBA website, CEO Pam Micklevane leverages years of experience and some of the foremost thought leaders on diversity, equity, and inclusion to spread the DEI message and curate content that educates and enlightens. In addition, Diversity MBA Media hosts annual conferences that bring together speakers from all across the DEI spectrum, with thousands of virtual attendees learning industry best practices from a wide range of perspectives. Check out Diversity MBA Media, join the diversity, equity, and inclusion movement, and be a part of the discussion. www.diversitymbamagazine.com. Thank you.